Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite of the Cat vs. Dog Podcast, here with my lovely co-host, CJ. What's up? We in here. Barely, but we in here. She's free, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. So, my apologies. I know typically we start our show um, at 3 p.m. on the dot, but today I was pulled over by the cops and... um, Harassed to infinity and beyond as as black people are. Um, and so that made me late, thus making the show late. So I definitely apologize to my co-host and to my engineer for that. My, my tardiness, I do apologize. But I think they understand and know what it's like. Yes, we surely do. I'm just glad we didn't need bail money. I know. I was nervous in the motherfucker. <laughs> I wasn't even doing anything wrong. I don't know if, if people know me probably watching like ah you bet you was speeding bet you was this no i was in beverly hills coming from a good friend's uh brunch shout out to erin it's her birthday happy birthday love and uh called me in the neighborhood and driving with the wrong complexion <sighs> nigga <laughs> she had, she had the wrong bad. skin color she didn't have a, the complexion for the protection at all she was out of bounds and got a ticket a fix it ticket a nixit ticket right i didn't know my tent was too dark but i've I've had the same tent for the past two years i didn't know all of a sudden it became too dark the tent on your skin was too dark pretty much pretty much that's what that was it was like yeah get her man they was treating your girl bad had me sitting on the curb y'all know so if you don't know i twisted my ankle a couple of days back so i'm out here limping and when i got out he made me get out the car and walk away from my car and still had me sit on the curb like (laughs) what was the purpose of that i have no freaking idea but i was out there sitting on the curb with a broke ankle wrapped up doing all bad man so luckily you're here i'm here i'm here i'm here glad you're here how was your week um it it better it was cool pollen been whooping my ass man nostrils been been clogged up you know, eyeballs itching. Uh, I, I got my house. We went to go check it out and everything. These punk motherfuckers left trash all outside. So oh, damn. we got to clean up the trash outside. We had the cleaning lady clean the inside because these motherfuckers were some, some dirty hillbillies and shit. So mm-hmm. we just had a big cleaning job to do before we got in there. We had to fumigate and, you know, just stuff that you get when you buy a house all that right. was habitated by some dirty motherfuckers so but we you own mo- it yeah next week we should be moving in okay dog. but right dope, now dope. just laying the groundwork no how was up. yours um my week was good i don't i mean it was better than last week i got a chance we both got a chance to go out to uh the victory lap or nipsey's last last victory lap and um uh, 
that was definitely an experience in and of itself. I've never been to anything like that a day in my life. And uh, I'm glad that I went. I'm definitely glad that I'm with. It was a lot of uh, families and a lot of different people out there just, you know, showing their support, paying their respect, showing their love to Nipsey. And so, and that's the only reason I went. Like, I feel like some some people were saying, you know, people just coming out here for the shine or coming out here for whatever. And I, and I do believe it was some of that out there too. But I feel like the majority of people out there were really coming out there to just show love, to show respect because... You know, there was a limited amount of tickets for the funeral. If I couldn't have got, if I could have got a ticket to the funeral that was at the Staples Center, I would have definitely did that over standing on the street and waiting for his casket to come by because that's just the shell to me. Um, but it it was a it was an overall positive experience. I don't have anything negative to say about it. Yeah, besides the ankle. Yeah, okay, so. <laughs> That is how my ankle got messed up. I was out there, and so I was right at Crenshaw and Slauson, where it was ending at. And so people were out there, and they had balloons. And some of the balloons got let go, and they popped once they hit the power lines. And as you know, in the black community, pop, pop, niggas get to running. And so they began to... Stampede. I mean, Stampede. I'm talking Lion King when Mufasa was finna die, Stampede. And so this lady, her her baby had fallen out of the carriage. It was on the ground. I was like, yo, fuck that carriage. I got your child. Let's go. And she was trying to get the shit. And in the midst of trying to get all that shit together, my ankle got caught up and got twisted and whatnot. So I was like, bitch, fuck this carriage. Come on. Let's get up on one of these cars before we be dead out here. Yeah, it was a lot of motherfuckers leaving their babies. Man, I would have left Bailey in a minute. (laughs) Well, Bailey looked like he fast, so he'd have been straight. But a lot of motherfuckers leaving babies. It was phones on the ground. Hell yeah. And it was a lady from, like, Ohio. She got ran over. She was showing us, like, her scars and shit. I was like, yeah, in California, if you see people running, Rule number one, just run. Nigga, that's a, a black rule anywhere in the hood. You see niggas running. And you know what, though? That, like, when it happened, I got irritated. And I was like, man, fuck this shit. But then no lie, what came to my mind was we are traumatized people. We really are because these were balloons that were popping. Balloons popping really don't sound like, if you know gunshots, you know gunshots. What made me start running was people were running towards us. So it was a chain reaction. I didn't even hear no gunshots or anything that sounded like gunshots. But when you are traumatized like that, it's in your instincts to run. When white people, when shit pop off, what do they do? Well, what's going on? What's happening? And the problem was, it's not the people who from the hood that know the difference between balloons and gunshots. It's the people who didn't know. Because them, the motherfuckers who started running, it was the people who was like, gunshots we're in the hood it must be gunshots yeah. so they just assumed niggas were shooting just yeah. like the uh, the first day that they had the memorial and some candles fell and motherfuckers started scattering and that shit in upon the news they was talking about niggas was getting stabbed and shot and they you know they try to fuck the narrative exactly up when they see niggas running they just basically gonna play it as some bullshit yeah, they do. because uh, at the point when everybody start running i'm thinking the police is gonna get it back in order it was us it was us we Very was the true. niggas like hey y'all put the barricades back up everybody get back to your spots and we was setting up the barricades the police looked like them motherfuckers wanted to run because i was like god these niggas disappear or what nigga it was scary shit when i seen all these niggas rushing toward me i was like and it's so crazy like i can't remember back 
when I was 18, 19, going to the club with my homegirls and some shit pop off in the parking lot of uh, stilettos or wherever we was at, it wasn't fear. It was like we was running, but we was like, ah, just another night at the club. Last night, or, or what was that, Thursday? Thursday yeah, night, Thursday. nigga, I was afraid. I was like, what? The fu- I got shit to live for. I got bills to pay. I got groceries to make. I started thinking about all the shit I got to do. I was like, oh, no, nah, I can't Damn. die out here on Crenshaw Slauson. Damn. Fuck no. Nah. But, uh, but no, that's I, why I didn't I, mention I didn't, it, though. I didn't even feel like it was really dangerous. Like I was telling the lady, I'm like, when you, when you hear niggas running, don't look. Don't worry about why we're running. Just run. Because I was like, I ran. I didn't run out of fear. I ran because I knew if I stood there, I was going to get my ass ran over. Nigga, I'm yeah. skinny. They would have ran r- directly through and on top of my ass. And I'm True. not going to have that. Shit, I seen a couple motherfuckers on the ground. Could have helped them up. Nope. Didn't. <laughs> sure didn't. Fuck you. I'll be all right. I just helped her because of kid. But my thing is, I didn't even speak on it because, like you just said, we don't own... I want people to understand that we don't own any news media platform yet. So the net yet. So, but the narrative is always going to be misconstrued. So if I had hopped out there and said, Oh yeah, my ankle got messed up because I was at the Nipsey rap, then it's automatically going to be, Oh yeah, I know them niggas was going to be down there on some negative shit. Or I knew these niggas was couldn't come together in a peaceful way. And when I tell you what my experience, even in getting hurt, was still very peaceful. It was people playing his music when his when his daughter and his family and the motorcade came through. It was nothing but love. It was like honestly a big ass turn up, a big ass party, a big ass celebration for this life. It, it was like a repast during the funeral. It was like an active repast. Yeah. Because mind you, now we'll say the shit took longer than what it should have took. Yeah, we were supposed to be out that motherfucker by like 2.30, 3 o'clock. <sighs> we didn't get up out that bitch till like 6.30, 7 o'clock. It was ridiculous. Like, the the funeral was what, over at one thirty two. He coming from downtown. Well, I was watching the funeral on TV because I was like, I'm not going to go outside until I see that the funeral is over. Yeah, because so it was supposed to be over in. at noon. It was. It started an hour late. It was a very... Negro nigga. function. <laughs> it was very nigga five. But I loved it all. I really did. I, I I think we they did a great job in sending him home in the service and the city came out and that's it. He what what did his brother say? He made the city proud. Yeah. He made the world proud. Exactly. So uh RIP to Nip for sure. Yeah. It it was it was a beautiful situation because you know, like I was saying, I was just glad nobody fought. It literally wasn't even a fist fight out that motherfucker. A couple people passed out like it was a Michael Jackson concert. Yes. There was a couple motherfuckers having seizures out there and yeah. shit. Like, nigga, if you epileptic, your ass shouldn't be around Why the crowd here? like that. What the fuck are you even doing, my nigga? Like, it's 3,000 hood-ass niggas around this motherfucker. Niggas True. was drinking, smoking weed. Everybody was having big fun. It was like it was like being in New Orleans. It was like the second line was out there and it shit. It kind of was. No, no, I think that's a great comparison. Yeah, like we 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 was it. out there turning up and shit. Cause like I honestly in my head I was like I'm finna be fucked up. I'm like once I pull out this motherfucker, see them candles, I'm already knowing I'm gonna start crying and shit. I'm gonna have to like dip off and oh, yeah. hit them with the the phantom of the opera like dab and cover my shit while I start crying. <laughs> but no, nah, I got out there and you know everybody was smiling, laughing, cracking mm-hmm. jokes and shit, like playing his music, dancing. So 
you know, the atmosphere helped the nigga out. It was a celebration. So it definitely was. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm glad I was able to be there. Me too. I'm like, no lie. I'm glad I was able to be here. I'm glad I was able to participate as a person, you know, who's not from L.A. I was still glad that I was able to come down and, and participate in it. Because I feel like it's it's monumental. It really is for us, for yeah. us as just as a culture. Yeah, literally. And, you know, typical people who know me fashion was uh, across the street like, that's your co-host? Mm. We're not doing that. <coughs> We're not doing that here. We're not doing that. So, uh, but on that note, though, <laughs> I went on two dates. And so what you, in line with what our show is all about is sharing. And, and I definitely know I'm far from perfect. and But I think sometimes we don't know how to date. We want these certain things, but we don't know how to go about them. So, um. I guess I'm going to share a little bit. And then the fellas, <laughs> they so petty here. I swear to God, being hella petty, can chime in. And we ask the people to chime in or whatever, too. So they're two totally. I met them at the same place. I gave my number to two people. Um, Stay woke. What? Stay that woke. That does not deserve all Stay that. Woke. Really? Stay woke, Kings. So anyway, y'all going to start the bullshit off early, huh? Ain't no tell. Y'all talk to 50, 11 females when y'all go out. I gave my number to two. Not me. I'm I'm picky. Two. I'm I picky up. too. Talk and give up. numbers out. It's two different things. Yeah, two though. Up. I was approached by a multitude, but I only chose to share my number with these two. So mm-hmm. ladies, be picky. Like just because he approached you, don't mean. Anyway, I don't. I feel like I don't have to say that. Like mm-hmm. yes. No. Ladies, be picky. Please say that. I feel like a lot ladies of these women ain't that damn picky. You should be. Yeah. You should please, be picky. Like only picky. if my my thing is in your approach, I should laugh within that first. If I don't laugh within that first meeting, it's, it's pointless. It's pointless for me. So I should laugh, or I should be in awe of your gentlemanness. Gentlemanness. I saw the first one. He made me laugh. And the second one, he was just a, a gentleman. He was just like a really nice gentleman. I was like, oh, okay, let's see. <laughs> I hate this nigga. Because he feels like gentlemen are always losing. For the people who can't see us who are just listening, Get he's giving me a win. look. Neither one of them have won. But I am more interested in. The funny one. The funny <laughs> But he's from Chicago, and I have a thing for the East Coast and the South. So that's a win versus the other one is from here. Chicago mm. to Midwest, but we're going to let that's you slide. That's fine with me. Just hating on niggas from California, No, boy. It's, no, no. no. The one explains. God no, damn. I love Nip. Mm-hmm, he ain't here no more. Oh, <laughs> even if he was, he's taken. But here's my thing. The guy, the guy from California, we're just going to dissect this one day. So the guy from California. Let's call him Bob. He did everything that he was supposed to do, right? Yeah, <laughs> We're going to call him Bob. Bob. <laughs> We're going to call him Bob. Damn, Bob. <laughs> Bob. So he called me. He's like, hey, if you're free on such and such date, I would like to take you out. We discussed what we wanted to do. It was cool. It was great. So then when I got there, I pulled up. He walked out to my car, and he had a rose. So he gave me the rose, and I Aww. turned around. I, I liked it. I like roses. I like flowers on the first date. I've had that before. I like that. So I turned around. I put the rose back in my car. And then I like got up on the curb. While he was like, was that not cool? 
did you not like it? Was that corny? What's like, what was wrong? Like, yep. so then I was like, no, I said it was fine. I say, I said, I didn't, as we were going to this place called Terracotta, which is games and drinks and stuff. I said, I don't want to lose the rose while we're in there. I say, so that's why I put it back down in my car. Instantly that said to me that you lack confidence and that is, does not work for me. Beta so, male. Beta male. What's that? Beta. B. Beta. Opposite of alpha. B -b 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 bitch ass nigga. No, he's just a nice guy. It's not. I feel like not. I don't want to say he was insecure. He just lacked confidence. So anyway, we go into the restaurant, which was I will definitely go back to with my homegirls because they had all these games and music and it was real cute in there. So anyway, conversations going great. We're talking. And then he begins to tell me about this is a no, no people, men and women. Do not discuss on the first date previous relationships or previous things that went wrong or that's like a no. You were supposed to the baggage. You exactly. You were supposed to be discussing you and this person getting to know. Like you can touch on it in a way like okay, like I'm divorced and I like to let that be known off top, but I don't go into no heavy ass detail about why I'm divorced because at this point that's what six seven years ago so that's not even my last relationship so that's no need to really discuss and if we get to that point then by all means for sure we can discuss it but that's not first day conversation yeah nigga don't sit your suitcase on the table he did and he that was just said, he was like why do this luggage right here <laughs> he was like why do women ghost men why do y'all always catch out Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. What do you look at me like that for? Ghosting men. So listen, when he said that, I was like, I, I was, I just was like, I can't speak for other women. I can only speak for me. I don't really know what to tell you about your encounters with other women. Like I just met you. Like I don't know why these hoes decided to ghost you. Maybe they just weren't feeling you. Like even if a nigga decided to ghost me, he wasn't feeling me. So he out. It's no big deal. Like you, you shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a thirst to force someone to stay that clearly may not be interested, period. Like, I'm not going to stress about that shit. Yeah. I, you know what? how I feel about ghosting. Ghosting is some sucker shit to me. I don't like it. But for him to be asking you questions like that on the first day, that's friend zone. If, if if you even <laughs> become friends, like, okay, nigga, uh, thanks for this food. Um, Maybe we can see each other at the gym or some shit. But, yeah, that's that's going to be about it. So, wait. Uh, mm, I'm so mm, glad mm, you mm. just said that shit because it goes there. So, we get up. We play games. We're having good times playing the game. He had confidence when we were playing games. He was talking shit. He was whooping my ass in Connect Four. <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, shit. There we go. He's a confident fucking game player. I'm, so, but I'm like, sometimes people are nervous. There's nothing wrong with being nervous on the first day. So, I was like, maybe he had to get comfortable. And now I'm seeing his personality. Because that I need. 
when we playing games, don't be like, oh, I'm going to let you win or, oh, ladies first. No, nigga, get in here and play this game and play to win. I don't want that. So we play the games. And this is where you guys can chime in. So the date's going good in my mind. He just seems hella cool. I'm comfortable. He tells me to. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I started laughing. Damn. <laughs> he tells me. I don't even know how we got onto this, but he tells me, he says, I have car issues and I don't have a car right now. Honestly. How the fuck did he meet you? Did he get an Uber? Oh, he had Uber there. So here's my thing. I know tons of people out here in California because the way that Cali is set up is not like Houston or other cities where it's so spread out and far between where you have to have a car. People get on trail. You can't Uber. You can do all these different things now. So I just was like. Okay, it wasn't a deal breaker to me that he didn't have a car because I'm still just getting to know you. So, okay, he was like, I'm saving up my money to buy a house, this and that, and I get it. Like, I know 40 and 50-year-old niggas out here in Cali who have roommates and where you would instantly think that that's some childish ass shit. But when you think about this $1,900 rent out here for a one-bedroom, you do shit that you would not normally do. So it's it it's a Cali thing. So I didn't dismiss him because of that. I just was like, oh, okay. He told me that. So by the time we get to the end of the night, he's closing out the tab. He pays for the food and the drinks and the games and stuff. And I was like, hey, I'm really not comfortable with you Ubering. I say, I passed Lamert Park. I'll give you a ride home. She so- just told y'all where this nigga live at. <laughs> Nobody. It's Lamert Park. He's on the west side of L.A. Y'all go get him. <laughs> Bob and Lamert Park. Go get Bob. Bob and Lamert Park. Go get Bob. Bob's on the west side. So, what happened? So, I give him a ride home. The ride home is cool. He gives me a hug. But this is when he takes the time to tell me that he reintroduces this ghost and shit again. And says that he ain't looking for no more female friends. That he wants to establish a relationship with somebody. And that he really likes her. Did you say, oh, okay, good luck with that, I said, oh, okay. Good luck. <laughs> I hope you find her soon. That's too much pressure. I felt a lot of pressure from that. I just was like, this is not the way I want to end it. Like, this, t- whoa. And then it dawned on me once I got in my car and I was driving home. Bitch, you just let a stranger get in your car and ride with you. This is the second time. Last time it was the drink. <laughs> Then you just let Hitchhiker Joe, I mean, Bob, get in there. Man, I'm going to have to take damn. a point from, from her. For real. <laughs> no, don't take a point. Mm-hmm. Do he know about the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit, Bob. <laughs> Bob. He, he Sorry, Bob. He don't know that. Sorry we're clowning your ass, Bob. We're not clowning him. No, we're so not. was I wrong I to am. give him a ride? No. I don't think so. Did, no. it, did it look like he had a weapon? No. Um, I was gonna say, was he bigger than you? But he probably wasn't taller than you. No, he wasn't. I'm sure. <laughs> You're an asshole. Listen here, the first one was, but we're not gonna talk about him. We ain't gonna talk about the other one. We're not gonna talk no. about the funny one. No, the one you liked. No. Oh, so she's sensitive about the one she liked. You see how she do the West Coast? She really like no. him. She, I do really like that. Oh shit! She throw the West Side niggas up under the bus. I'm just telling you, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm just telling you what happened. But she like Chief Keith though. So how about you? I know. You know? God damn. <laughs> we can't know what happened in Chicago. So listen, <laughs> the Chicago shit. We had a great date as well. We, he took me to something called the Rhythm Room, 
which was tons of fun. It's downtown. They have all these different games in there. Like, I like to play games and do fun stuff. And I like to see, you know what's a good test, ladies, to see if a guy is a good guy? Is to, t- is to go and play games with him to see if he's patient with you. Because one of the sh- this new shuffleboard game where you slide it and it goes across this sand or salt or whatever, I had no clue how to play that. And he was so patient with teaching me how to play this game and taking my hand. Like, that to me is huge. Whereas game. I, <laughs> where I've seen other niggas be like, oh, you can't get it. Oh, da, da, da. it's different to talk shit and you both know what you're doing versus you see this person has no fucking clue to help them. So he was still talking shit, but he was like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to show you. I'm going I'm I'm to show, show you how to get your ass whooped in this one. And he did beat my ass, but it's fine. That's cool. That's yeah, what you're supposed to do. Gentlemen, fuck their ass up. They're yes, not good at do. these fucking games. So beat their ass. Beat their ass. You, you look should. like a fucking punk when you let them win. I don't say you look like a punk, but then my thing is, I'm going to be talking shit if I want. And exactly. what I don't want to hear is, I'll let you win. Nigga, Now bye. you look like a bigger bitch. Now right. you, really, now you, you can't even get in the friend zone. You can't even be friends after that. Mm. No, you can't. And I don't want to be friends with neither one of them, honestly. I'm good. Chief Keith. No, I don't want to be his friend. But I can she tell, like, he, he has a vibe. I don't want to be his girlfriend because he, he is the type of man. This is the type of man, women, ladies, that you have to be mindful of because this can go either way. Men who are raised in a household full of women either can turn out really soft or they turn out how to know how to deal with women to the T. And he is that to the T. He knows how to talk to women. He knows how women operate. He knows shit. Like, he's good. He's very fucking good. So. He's a player. He is. He probably is. So, Long that's game. why I'm not going to put my all my eggs in that basket either. Because, nigga. Are you running from he gonna a challenge? Trying, he going to be trying to put his I'm eggs not, but in I'm your not, basket. Why? I don't want to challenge. I just want to vibe with you. We already vibe really well. I don't have time to sit here and beg and chase your ass. He was vibing. We were vibing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well. When's the second date? Ask that nigga. Well, that nigga, if you're listening. Chief Keith, when's the next date, Chief? You stupid. Chief. uh, I'm glad that y'all said that it was okay for me to give him a ride home because I really felt like I was tripping after that. No, you taller than him. Yeah. So you could have stiff-armed his ass if he tried to... I'm not that tall. Listen, I typically date guys who, where if I have on flats, we're the same height. And that's 5'9". Mm-hmm. Now, if I had put, here we go. Stop telling people what height they are. When I have lived in this whole body for the past thirty some odd years, I'm not telling you the height you are. I'm I'm five nine and a half with no shoes on, flat foot on the ground. Plus three. Plus, I'm gonna punch you in your eye, (laughs) and then you have to explain that to your wife. And I I apologize in advance, but your husband is over here trying me today, and I've already been tried by the police. I don't have time today. He's trying it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So that was that was a, the tips, I guess, that I want to share. You supposed to give some advice that you wanted to share. The advice is um, there's really no advice. Stay your ass out the friend zone, nigga. Quit. Don't don't be too um too be personality with women when you're on your first date. Please yeah. don't bring your luggage with you. He's he's really nice. fuck that nigga leave your luggage at home we all nice on first impression but that's what we talked about like your representative i don't i'm so past the representative like i'm gonna eat a full meal when we go out i'm not giving you no representative if i'm gonna cuss i'm gonna cuss 
Ninety percent of people bring their representative. I don't have time. It's a small major or uh, small minority of people who actually gonna be who they are. I feel like once you get older, it's time out for that. Yeah, pretty much. I get it when you're twenty and your twenties, and I get that because yeah, you want to impress the person, and you're you're thinking that by giving this representative that that's the way to go. I get it, but when you're thirty plus years old, you better be you. Yeah, just don't burp and fart in front of them. Oh, now listen, that just goes along with good manners. I'm not finna do that shit. Hey, some people think that that's that's the real nigga shit right there. Some shit, don't be that damn real. No, don't, please. Because all I'm gonna do then is call my homegirls, tell them what you did, and block you. Damn. Don't don't do that. I mean, I still tell my homegirls regardless if the day went good or bad. Snapchat logo. She gonna ghost you. Mm. Dead ass. Mm, mm, mm. I am. Yes, to to current events. To current events. So recently, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's son. Well, it's not it's their son to girl. It's son, just a well. I mean, she, her her stepson, stepson uh, came out as gay, and they took him to the pride parade. He's eleven. He is eleven years old. When I saw it, I was taken aback. Me too. Because it just, I, I don't have a problem with supporting whatever your child's decisions are. But my son's nine. And, and he can barely wipe his own ass at nine. So <laughs> I'm just trying to feel like, could you really make a whole sound decision about your sexuality at 11? Are you that firm? Yeah, because a lot of motherfuckers at 11, they still think they're going to be the president. Or a ninja, or a fucking basketball player, or a, a fucking Teletubby or some shit when they get grown. <laughs> like, little niggas still think they're going to be fucking detective, whatever the fuck, when they grown. Like, right. as a kid, a lot of motherfuckers don't even like girls yet, or like boys yet at mm-hmm. 11. Like, 11, you still playing in dirt and figuring shit out. True. So, for you to have made the decision to be a whole-ass homosexual, that makes me wonder what the fuck your parents is doing around you. I did not look at it like that, but what I did, I wonder with them is like what what we touched on earlier, this level of inclusivity at such we want to just include and love on everybody without still being firm enough to say, well, okay, if you feel that way, I don't even feel like that. If he feel, if he came to them and said, yo, I have feelings for boys or I think boys are handsome or however he worded that to them. That's something that they could have dealt with in-house instead of running and jumping and saying, okay, let's go to a property. It takes adults years to get to the level to go out to a pride parade. So I just don't understand why it was just so yeah. immediately to jump on that. it out the closet. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, not, that, may, that might not even be who he is. Exactly. Because right now might I feel like that might be a phase or a fad or something that he's going through. And I know there are different belief systems when it comes to homosexuals. Some say you're born gay. Some say you're not. And I'm saying this is from gay friends who have told me. I have some who be like, no, this is the choice that I live. And some say, no, I was born this way. And they're entitled to that. I just felt like it was too it was too quick. Yeah, exactly. Because my thing is like this. Even let's just hypothetically say he's gay. He's super gay. Mm-hmm. He floats around and, you know, he like rainbows and he like double dutch and jumping jacks and all that type of shit. 
Like, why the fuck wouldn't y'all wait till he like 15 or 16 when he's a little more mature before you take him to pride where they mm-hmm. drinking and touching each other ass mm-hmm. and wearing all type of uh, provocative clothing and doing all types of super duper gay gay shit. shit. And it's like, you know, nothing wrong with being gay. But it would be like if my 13-year-old daughter told me she lost her virginity. So I'm like, cool, let's go to the fucking slut walk. Like, I'm not going to take my child to an adult fucking event. True. Pride is an adult event. So I wouldn't take no child to that shit, even if I did believe that my child was gay and I was being supportive. If if, if I'm going to have my child and be supportive of their homosexuality, we'll watch the fucking Logo channel. Mm. But we're not going to Pride. That's way the fuck out. This nigga said the logo channel. Ain't that the gay channel? <laughs> yeah. Logo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have him watch Don Lemon on TV. I, I agree with you there. It's an adult situation for a child, and it's a child making trying to make an adult situation that I feel like they just they could have been a lot patient or more patient with before they jumped out there because that's a lot. Yeah, I've I mean, been to Pride, and I'm not I'm not a lesbian, but or 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 gay woman, but even in looking at some of the stuff they be doing, I'd be like, yeah, that's, yeah for for a fucking eleven year old, that's a lot. Like, and then right. then your little niggas out here uh dressed up like a fucking butterfly at school, and you wondering why, right? And my boy Aladdin Saddam said they're trying to normalize that BS, and they definitely are. Cutting poo said they're trying to emasculate our boys. I I do. They're, That's what I believe with this uh, toxic masculinity shit, because they never really say that about white men. Mm, they don't say it about white men. I'm going to say, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm saying they're not going to never say it about white men because white men get a pass. White men, their behavior, our whole president just said, I'm going to grab you by the pussy, and, and that was okay. So they, to them, it's not toxic. That's just man behavior. But when it's us, it's toxic masculinity. Yeah, they put us under a microscope. Yeah. And we not going to allow that shit. Because, you know, like I said, if my if my child was gay, mm-hmm. even if I was completely cool with that and all of that type of shit, like just the whole publicity of the whole thing, mm-hmm. that's a private matter. My son's sexuality ain't y'all fucking business, whether or not I'm a celebrity. Like, even if I'm famous, what my son doing, especially at 11 years old, ain't your fucking business. Like, I'm not going to have my son out here paraded around like, hey, y'all, look, I got a fucking gay son. Like, it's probably a lot of motherfuckers that got gay children. Mm -hmm. But that's just not public fucking, that's not for public consumption. 11. Like, I just feel like that's way too young. They way in the red for that. Like, and and I'm a big fan of the union of D-Wade and Mm -hmm. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. You know, and I understand like they they publicize a lot of shit that's private because she says she eats his ass. I saw that they have a different dynamic in general because he puts on her makeup for her. So I think we all have a thing as husbands that we do for our woman. Mm -hmm. That's not exactly considered very masculine. I put my wife's eyelashes on. As you I could see that you need help with that. Yeah. And like I, I have had boyfriends help me take down a sewing. Yeah, like I, you I need cut my wife's out uh, about a week or two ago. Yeah, that's different. I don't need you to help me put my foundation on or my lipstick. Like, but D Wade, he do got that little look about him. Like he might have some sugar in his damn tank. He has a look. <laughs> as, as much a fan of D Wade as I am, he has a look. He got a little glide about him. He a little zesty. He is a little zesty, but like you said, I feel like some things are just not for social media. And that and that decision, I feel like 
by all means. But my thing is, too, black people, shockingly, were in and big support of him. D.L. Hughley reposted it and yeah. was like, parent, his, cap, his exact caption was, parenting done right. And I was like, wow. We've adopted this, um, what would you call it, politically correct culture of participation but he don't come off trophies like that to me. and all types of other soft bullshit. He's been in Hollywood a very long time. He's getting far removed from the Compton that he was born and supposedly raised in. Yeah, but he time, ain't never really time sold you out. Spend in Hollywood, the more you get closer to them type of motherfuckers in their their mind frame. Mm. Like I, he started out as straight, you know, cussing and always the real nigga of comedy. But the more and more he grows into that world the more and more he adopts their way of thinking i agree and i disagree with you just because different experiences will broaden your horizons and allow you to look at things different versus when you stay in the same atmosphere your whole life it's just like people who ain't never came across the 110 the way that they look at shit is just in a little circle if you never leave your hood, you never experience nothing different, you never travel anywhere, even read a book that's about somewhere different, you're going to have this set mindset on how stuff goes. But then when you get the experiencing and traveling and going different places and introducing yourself to different cultures, then your mindset does broaden. And I get it. That Hollywood line is a tricky line. And I still feel like he's very true to his edge and true to his roots. I don't really see it as a Hollywood thing. I see it for him as a thing because he has a son with autism. And I think he's trying to group it together as, like, I know what it's like to raise a child that's different. But autism, different, and homosexuality, different, is two different types of different. And my thing is the same with him. Soon as his son was diagnosed, he didn't run the social media and was like, hey, I got an autism. He He took um, a while. He wasn't at the special. It took a while for him to open up and write about it. And he, he began to educate himself first about that. It was my thing. I'm like, all the people that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union know, I would have preferred they would have got maybe some of their gay friends around to talk to his son. And they may have did this, we don't know, before running out to pride. Exactly. I that's feel like there were a that's... lot of steps they could have took before that. Yeah, I feel like uh, he probably saw his daddy doing butt stuff and he felt like that shit was cool. How many kids that age? <clears throat> excuse me. How many kids that age know what Pride Day is? That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I like, don't think any. Like you should wait. Like I said, like at least 15, 16. Like when he's a little more mature and he's more aware of it, because I understand the mind frame of taking him to Pride, which is representation. You mm-hmm. want to see other people like you, so you can feel like you're not different. Right. But they got a whole damn channel on TV for you to watch. Like, son, there's plenty of gay people who are out here flourishing. Look at your daddy, Don Lemon, and all types of other people who are gay. He's like, y- you can be EJ Johnson. Like, it's a lot of gay people out yeah. here that's doing well in life. Mm. You don't got to take them to the gay, you know, to pride mm. for him to feel represented. Because, like I said, if, if my daughter is out here doing something, I'm not taking her to the slut walk not just so she can feel represented. Like, well, I guess, you know, it, we, we're not all virgins out here. Like, nah, man, let the kid. Be a kid first, and then make that decision on their own. That's heavy to talk, deal with sexuality at eleven. Like what? Like, yeah. and I get it though. Kids are they have a lot more access to things than we did coming up. So that's like a plus and a minus. 
True. But even if talk. he knew what pride was, I wouldn't take him. Mm-hmm. Like, my son knows what a strip club is. He's eight. He called it the twerking store. It was the greatest thing I ever heard. <laughs> I like it. But I was like, I'm not finna take him there. Like, hey, right. let's go to the twerking store since you know what that shit is. I couldn't believe he said that shit. I was like, the twerking store? Why did I not think of that? Because you're not eight. You, you act eight. He was like four. <laughs> when he said the twerking store, he was real little. I was like, they twerk and you it's pay a, them you for pay it. It's a store for twerking. God damn. I My son it. is a genius. <laughs> but... I'm not going to take him to that shit just because he understands what it is. Like, you yeah. know, I'm I'm sure my son likes titties. I've seen him looking. But, nah, gee, I'm not taking him to a situation where that shit is out in just the open because he's still a child. So I'm going to let him be a child. When he's, like, 17 to 18, then I'll sneak him in one. But right now, nah, we ain't going to do that. You know what, Stefan? Uh, one of our listeners, and that's, I didn't even think about that, and it's kind of true. He said they're opening him up to pedophilia. And I'm not saying that because you're gay, that that you're a pedophile, but the age gaps that I have seen through my gay friends and whatnot is crazy. And at that age, you are, by taking him down there, you could be potentially putting him in a situation like that. Because I've seen, like, 60-year-old men with, like, 20-year-old dudes, and, like, that's the uh, a normal. Catholic priests. They like little boy butt. It's a normal thing in the gay community. And so. I was watching a video of that little white boy who they was trying to make a drag queen or whatever. And he, he was on stage twerking at Pride. And they was throwing dollars at him and some old shit. And that little motherfucker was probably like 13 or some shit. Like, he was a little boy, though. That's I pedophilia. Can, I can exactly. imagine what that feels like in your mind. Like, as a grown adult, imagine. that's a lot. Like, as as the adult, e- even if I'm a gay man and I'm watching this, I'm calling the fucking police. Because why do you as parents have your son out here around mm-hmm. grown-ass men Fact. twerking? His parents should be reprimanded for that bullshit. They was all the way deep in the red on that one. They fucked all the way up. Yeah, they did. Some people just don't need to be raising children. Man. Ding on that, for sure. We gonna segue into the next one. Uh, can you date your ex friends? Your can ex's you, friends? Your ex's friends? That, no. That, that, that's a no. Hell no. A no. Hell motherfucking Why? no. You can fuck them on the under, but no, you can't what? date them. So you can have sex with them, but I can't date them. Long as don't nobody know about it. Why? Because it just looks away. It does. It looks just like you look always away. had eyes That's what for I him. wanted him to that's say. That's how the shit looks. Yes, that's if how I it date looks. you, that means I liked you the whole time. Because yeah. I didn't just find out. You know what? Now that me and such and such broke up, you really cool. Hell no. You always thought I was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. What if y'all didn't know each other? What if y'all never met? And then when y'all date y'all, find out they friends with that they person. They must not have been friends like that then. Because if I'm dating somebody, then they going to know the friends who I'm cool with. So it got to be a motherfucker who was barely your fucking friend. Maybe it's some type of associate or something. And in that, in that case, yeah, that's cool. But I'm not dating a motherfucker who was friends with somebody who I was fucking with because that is a, a clear sign that I've been looking at their friends. I'm trying to think, like, I'm a pre- I don't I don't want to say private person, but when I'm dating somebody, it takes a while for you to get to the point where you can meet my friends. 
And then especially because I live in LA, like I have a core group of friends, like my riders, that's not even here. So, and sometimes, and this is weird. Sometimes I will see that they are a mutual friend of somebody that's here. And I'm like, how the hell do these Cali people know these Texas people? It it can be that way. So it's Social like, media. Right. Mm-hmm. Social media. But that don't necessarily mean you know the person. But that also means that if we got mutual friends, I should know how I know this motherfucker who me and you dating. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody who you mutual friends with who I like, I'm going to ask you. I'm be like, how the fuck you know Tashana? Ah, because I'm like, I I don't had eyes on Tashana. How y'all know each other? Just in case me and you don't work out, I might want to fuck Tashana. And if y'all friends, I'm not gonna do that. Hey, I have a homegirl, one one of my best best friends. She had another friend. I already told her that girl was shady, but whatever. And that girl ended up having a baby by a nigga that she was dating. And I'm like, you don't find Damn. that suspicious that, and mind you, it was years after, like, they dated in high school, and she didn't have a baby by the nigga until we were maybe in our mid-20s. But it was still the point, like, y'all used to date. So That's basically weird. what you're saying is you ain't cool with it neither. I'm saying it depends on the scenario. What's the scenario where because you think that it's a good him. thing? Mm-hmm. I'm, saying it like, I'm saying, like, let's say, okay, bitch, I just met you, right? couple of months ago oh no that's not gonna work exactly. it needs to be somebody i dated it's okay so let's work. say i meet it <laughs> it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna work work. you're not gonna be able I was to find a way it's not it's no. not acceptable i'm trying to think like if i never met the person if the person never met him then i think it would be okay yeah but that that kind of don't count as a friend what do you mean because if me and you dated long enough for us to be significant then i should have met your friends if well, I'm maybe dating somebody that I didn't even situation. know was your friend, then we was just fucking really. We was just fucking around. We wasn't really dating. Okay, you, well, you let's say it in that. me an ex. Because some bitches, I don't even consider them an ex. Okay. I was only fucking with you for a month and a half. You ain't even a fucking ex. You just a motherfucker I was with for a minute. So, let, okay, then let's take it there then. So, you telling me if you was fucking with a female for, for two months, you, y'all was just fucking, hanging out, whatever. You are allowed to fuck a friend? If I didn't meet him. If you, that's what, okay, that's, but what, that's what I'm saying. saying. Like this. If, if I didn't meet him, then it don't fucking count. Because if she like, oh, that was my homegirl. Motherfucker, I didn't know. Get the fuck out of my face. That's what I'm saying. If you don't know the person, then I feel like it's okay. But if I've met you, then that's where that theory of like, you I had seen a, I had a situation like that where I end up um, having a relationship with a female who had a relationship with one of my cousins. I didn't you had know a that. relationship with a girl. That had Who a relationship used to date with my one of your cousins. Yep. I and you was know. okay with I wasn't around. Me and her oh. got into a relationship, and she saw a picture of me and my cousin and was like, how do you know Antoine? I'm like, Antoine is my cousin. And she like, we dated for a minute. I'm like, well, motherfucker, we already been together for a minute. Me and her was already in a relationship for damn near a year when I found out that she was in a relationship with my cousin. So it was already too late. We didn't been fucking. Damn. Yeah, I'm like, I ain't finna stop now. That's shit. some southern shit. You always give me credit. That's a she out here fucking cousin. But shit, she didn't know. We don't look alike. You got some strong ass jeans on Semblance Day. All, all your people look alike. Unless this nigga is dark skinned. He's very dark. Oh, okay. Yeah, that nigga he he mixed though. He Is mixed he dark skinned? What's she doing over here playing he with your high He mixed with midnight and twelve thirty.
you can't be flipping teams. Are you gonna be team dark skin or team light skin? Pick one. I told you I'm dark skin. Oh, I just go. look like this. All right. So my co-host wrote this down for a topic, and and I'm gonna let him open it up because I don't feel like I do this. Different privacy practices? No, that's not what's next. Which one? Oh, why do women never apologize? They don't. I do. Yeah, if you step on somebody's foot, you be like, oh, my bad. No. You, I can get my last real ex. will fuck up and do not say sorry. I can get my last real ex on the line right now. He'll tell you, oh, yeah, she'll apologize. You, get you a CJ, niggas. <laughs> my thing is, why is it that y'all need us to apologize? Because we always got to apologize whenever we fuck up. Do y'all, Every though? single goddamn time. But do time. you? Do you? Who, who don't apologize? What nigga don't apologize? I'm just saying, do y'all? Yes, we sure the hell do. I don't, I don't, niggas is good for, you know what men are really good at is manipulating the situation and making it seem like it's our fault. Sounds like the same shit women do. Okay. Well, I, because I didn't, I didn't have to apologize for her being wrong a couple of times. Like, hold on. You mad at me for being mad at you. Now I got to say sorry. Cause I got mad at you for fucking up. Y'all good for that shit. I can't think mm. of a scenario like that where you was where the nigga was wrong and he he needs to apologize. And, and niggas is used like I'm sorry, babe. Especially when y'all hit him with the go sleep on the couch or I'm not in the mood tonight. Nigga will apologize real quick for some pussy. Oh yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I'm a lead though. I'm that type. No worry. You ain't got to go sleep on the couch. I promise I'm never going to be that person. Same difference. He's going to call you and apologize. That's cool. I'm already somewhere with my girls. But the apology is going to happen. Y'all, y'all don't apologize for shit. Why am I BS? He said you BS, We'll be somewhere with a fucked up attitude and y'all asses will be like, nigga, I don't know why you mad. I ain't even do shit. Knowing fuck well, you fucked all the way up. Listen, when women mess up like for real, for real, we apologize. Grown women apologize. But, like, little dumb shit, no. Exactly. I'm not apologizing for it. In most relationships, it's a, a lot of times little dumb shit. Only time women apologize is if we about to <laughs> fucking break up. Nine yeah. times out of ten, y'all apologize when a nigga like, all right, look, I'm packing my shit. I'm the fuck up out of here. No, I'm sorry, baby. Now I realized I fucked up. <laughs> but if you just do some small shit, no, nah, y'all be like, nigga, what is you mad for? Exactly. You gonna make us feel bad for being mad. Yes, That's I am guilty up. of that. I have, I will make you feel bad for being mad about some dumb shit. I sure will. That's fucked up. I sure will. It's not because, because to us it's big. Just it's like not with y'all, big. it be stuff that we feel like it ain't that big. And y'all be like, but it's big though. So we got to apologize. But when the shoe was on the other foot and y'all do something and we'd be like, it was big. That's what sex be is like, for. It wasn't big. Fuck that. Sex ain't a fucking apology. Sex is an apology. No, sorry is an apology. Head is an apology. Head apology is an apology. Head is, if if I just random, if we Not arguing and then I just give you some head. No. Nope. Uh, sorry. I'm a, I'm a stiff arm. You don't push your head away. Nah. My dick don't get hard. <laughs> Fear say Nah. When I'm mad, my dick don't get hard. I'll be Sheet. like, if you don't get the fuck away from me, you better say sorry, goddammit. I ain't had them problems. Remember what I told you about the Cold War? No. I think that shit was like the first first test run we did. The Cold War. When I said that sex for a long time, not having sex for a long time oh, during the Cold yeah, yeah, War, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm king Cold War. I go jack off, so it ain't even gonna work. I don't use sex as a weapon. I'm just saying that it's an apology, cause that's what I'm saying. Like she he don't said, use sex as a weapon. She use sex as candy. Yes, it's it's <laughs> sweet. No, the fuck. 
up, nigga? Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think. I think head is better than an apology. Would you rather head or you want to apologize? Just take. Let's ask the people. If I'm if not it's mad, little dumb shit. If I'm not mad, if I had a bad day at work, yeah, I'll take some no, head over. No, I'm not giving you but a head because you, you had a bad day. Shit, you bet. Kind of girlfriend? Are you? I'm just saying, I will, but we're talking I about. I was finna say, goddamn, CJ. We're Don't talking get a CJ. about. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about when the woman messes up. So I'm saying, like, if I messed up and I feel like. Okay, you really in your feelings about it, and it really bothered you, babe. Okay, babe, I'm sorry. Here's some head. Are you gonna say sorry, or you just gonna get a nigga some head? Uh, Why the fuck can't y'all just say sorry? It's two damn words. My thing is, I I have no problem apologizing for real shit. Like one time, okay, I will admit, I had told my ex to shut the fuck up. It was. But we don't, we do not have a relationship where we talk to each other like that at all. No cuss words. No, like we are really good at talking to each other. And this nigga had just taken me there. And so I apologize. I was like, and then my thing is women need to understand talking to a man like that is, is low key emasculating him. There's no need to talk to him that way. And once you feel like you can start talking to him that way, it's a slippery slope downhill. Like, cause I don't even talk to, it's, it's nobody that I talk to like that, where I'd be like, shut your stupid ass up. Yeah, like that's extra that's disrespectful. Some. So I had to apologize for coming at him that way and, and, and say that that was not my intent. So yeah, I will apologize. It had been times. I'm trying to think of another time where I had to apologize to him. Just in, like my thing was, I apologize. I'd be like, you know what? If I said this and that made you feel that way, cause I, I'm big on, you can ask any of my friends. You're not always responsible. You're responsible for what you say and your feelings, but you're not always responsible for how people feel and how they take it. But if their feelings are hurting the, in the process and that was not your intent, then you can apologize for that. I will apologize in a minute for, hey, if what I said offended you or hurt you, I apologize because that was not my intent. My intent was such and such. I'm never too big. You should never be too big to apologize when you have hurt someone that you care about or offended them. But the little shit y'all be whining and fussing and cussing about, oh. That's, that's exactly that how shit. we feel when we do something. And we feel like it's small and y'all nah, make cause it because it be with shit. other girls and shit. And that's why we have to get on y'all nah, ass. Sometimes that should be little. Like what? Like a motherfucker just do some small shit. You realize a nigga left the toilet seat up. Oh. Exactly. That yeah. should be little to us, but to y'all, I can't fucking believe it. You so fucking inconsiderate. You wasn't thinking about me. What if I'd have fell in? Like your ass was gonna drown in the fucking toilet or some shit. We do some small shit. We we leave too many dishes in the sink or something. I have yelled about dishes in the sink. Exactly. Before. We didn't fucked around and forgot to to um rinse out a dish. We but just an apology is not gonna make water. me feel better about it. But Nigga, wash these dishes. Apology. I don't want you to apologize. I want you to wash the dishes. I don't want to have to remind your ass to wash them. But if we forget, we are gonna have to apologize. It'd now be you a ain't lot gotta of shit that y'all be wanting us to apologize for, and we be wanting you to apologize for shit that be small. But y'all, nope. See that? Ooh, ooh. We just had a major moment here. We're having a major moment. Women don't want you to apologize. We want you guys to change the behavior. Shit, I fix shit. I'm just saying. Like a, he I'm just said, y'all want us to apologize, and that's not. 
I think for women, I don't, th- I don't know any women. I'm thinking about my married homegirls. That's not it. Cause what is an apology if you're still gonna keep doing the same shit? Fuck an apology. Change the behavior. Yeah, That's more do. valuable. Cause I'm a fixer. I I focus on the the solution. Mm. My wife should be liking to focus on the problem when we get into it. I'll be like, we want to feel like you, you hear us, no? Yeah, I know. Because we want to feel like we are exactly. being heard. Exactly. I'll be wanting to hear you and start doing it. She'll be like, no, nah, nigga, we're going to have to discuss it. I'm like, God yes. damn. I'd much rather just fix this shit and move the fuck on. No, because then it leaves up the chance of you doing the shit no, again. No, not going to do it again. <laughs> Once I get in trouble, fuck that shit. Game over. That's it. I'm done. Stupid. I'm done. Fuck trouble. I don't want to get in trouble again, so let me just not do this shit. Right. I hear you. Change behavior, guys. That's that's ten women times too. more. William, women too. Everybody, everybody. That's more valuable than an apology. Period. Shout out to Erin. I see she just stepped in the room. Happy birthday, love. I love you. She, she almost went to jail for your ass. Aaron. I did almost I go to jail for that you. Happy birthday. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. Different privacy practices. Um, this is when one person in a relationship is a private person that doesn't want to put everything out on front street, but the other person seems to have a social media addiction and likes to chronicle their life on social services. Mm-hmm. Okay, before we get into it, because I really want to, I really want to know. So since since we've known each other on my personal page. Am I a, would I fall into private or or chronicle? Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Okay. So when a person falls into fifty fifty, because I feel like that's more, and one person wants to post a relationship and the other person don't, what's the medium? A discussion. A and discussion. Okay. Like, uh, if we go to dinner, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. But if we fighting, please don't. Oh yeah. Drop them memes on my ass. Please don't post the posts about how I ain't shit and you can't believe how a nigga can do A, B, C, and D. And where the fuck do y'all be finding these fucking memes that be so damn specific? Hashtag and then whatever the issue is. Yeah. I don't even know what page y'all be following where y'all be finding this shit at. Women got a full ass group. Nigga. No, we don't have no full ass group. Let me tell you. You fucking, hashtag and then type the word. Phone. Oh, I do have an album in my It's phone. an album just waiting for your exactly. ass where she got the fucking bitter <laughs> ass memes that be like, I can't believe how these niggas won't even take out the trash, but they'll want you to do some whoop de whoop like, God damn, bitch, how the fuck yeah. was there a meme about some shit that I yeah. thought I only did? Because y'all do. No, that's just it. It ain't just you. All y'all do the same stupid shit, number one, that's for the most up. part. For well, the most and part. And there's a meme. Nigga, whatever you're doing wrong, there's, there's a, meme a meme for, for it, it nigga. And, and the same shit. I see niggas post stuff about females all the time. That's a damn shame. And I see memes for that, too. Here's my thing. Like, I don't think no one should do that when you're going through because now you're involving everybody in your shit. And I'm the type of person, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. I'll be like, oh, what's going Most on with y'all us. shit now? Because I sure be so, like, damn, where's Bay? Right. But the, this this be the killer. When you done ran all your business and he, you done said he didn't treat you like shit, this, this, and this, or he, she's been treating you like shit, this, this, and this. And then now y'all celebrating y'all, y'all one year anniversary. Goals. Y'all goals again. Huh? Oh, now you goals again, huh, I nigga? I don't understand this shit. I just no lie. There's a girl today. She's sitting her celebrating her one year anniversary. I swear to God, just a week ago, she posted a post like, 
niggas ain't shit. Leave them, girl. Like, so I'm confused now. I'm like, so it's just mm-hmm. best. Yeah, I see it keep, a lot. Like, when y'all going through, I don't think anybody should post their business on social yeah, media. Yeah, like I tell people, our our roller coaster is not for public consumption. Mm. You can't see the ups and the downs. You can only see the straightforward when everything is going regular. If if I'm just eating dinner <laughs> or we just sitting there watching TV, I'll post that. Yeah. But I don't post my highlights or my bloopers. I don't think it's necessary. And unless that's your thing, like, uh, what's all girl? No, that shouldn't be your thing unless you're getting paid for it. If you don't love in hip hop, yeah, nigga, by all means, nigga, let people be in your business. You get a bag for it. But I'm not finna let you be in my fucking business for free. Well, what's the okay? So do you do you know who Super is? Super Cent. Yeah. I know of her. Okay, so if you like follow her, she has built her business and her brand and become became a millionaire. And shout out to her and everything that she's doing because she's not only put herself on, but put a lot of people and friends or whatever around her on. But she started out on social media. Her claim to fame is via social media. So if she wants to up and all of a sudden be private now, and she's addressed this too, it, it's odd because we've known you to be so open about your entire life, down to her relationships, down to sexual encounters, things going on with her kids. It's not just like she just came to be as, you know, the, the owner of this lucrative makeup brand. You came to be from sharing on social media. So in a situation like this, where a lot of people are sharing on social media, just like, now nah, I just shared these two random dates that I went on. But there are some things, though, that I'm never going to share on here just because I just don't feel like it, it's for that. But for the most part, I feel like you can be an open book. And when you're dating someone who's opposite, because typically you're not going to have two people who are really like, loud together one's either gonna be the quiet one one's gonna be the that's typically how it goes you don't see two of the same together so i um call phone going off ring ring um yeah you just wouldn't have it like that so i dated someone who never posted and i asked them i was like why don't you post us or this or that and he was just like, because it's just not a big deal. I don't feel like I have to validate what we have on social media. And so then I accepted that. As my thing is, whatever it is, ladies and fellas, whatever they tell you for whatever reason, if you want them to and they don't accept it, don't and try to convince sure the same them. Energy is kept. And don't try to force them. Because my thing was, bet you ain't posting, I ain't posting, no problem. And my thing is, then it's it's don't never say nothing about somebody coming in my DMs or comments under my pictures or anything like that because no one knows about your ass because you don't want to post any pictures. Great. But see, it's like this. If, if a person is private, as far as your relationship, make sure it's because they're private and not because they're hiding you. Mm, Nigga, if you posting everything else, but don't post me, that's a red fucking flag. True. Now, if you just the type of nigga who only got three pictures on your whole damn Instagram, one is a dog, one is a meme, and the other him. one is like nothing, <laughs> then for sure, I, I believe it. Like, you you private, you you don't want nobody in your fucking business, and that's cool. But if you post every fucking thing you do except fucking with me, then, yeah, that flag is red Red as a motherfucker. Flag on the plate. People, pay attention. Yes, sir. Do we have a bonus? So that brings us to our bonus. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh. Rest in peace, Nip. Um, do you feel Nip 
Nip uh, legacy and, M- and his impact will really change people. Like as far as motivation and getting on that shit, or is it just for you know a couple of months or a couple of weeks? Did his impact will hit? Will his death be in vain? You guys feel? On me? Oh yeah, you can go first. So I feel like it. It will. It will live on. It will infect. I mean, um, impact people. And here's why: it's gonna be a ton of people who are gonna go right back to their bullshit ass behavior and negative this. Because even when I was out there at the rally, it was niggas on Crip Cause this Crip Street. We we this, 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 all that bullshit. And in my mind, I'm like, how do you love this man who stands for this? Are you out here for that? And that's just gonna be some people. And we have to understand that. But I know for me, or not even for me, who people who have that Nipsey like mentality it was nothing but just a, a push behind you to keep going yeah it hurt but it's like okay this showed me that i gotta go even harder this dude had 33 years and made this kind of impact what am i doing most people are people who want to make an impact people who want to see us move and grow as the culture are going to take the things that he did and implement it and multiply it if that's not what you about then to you yeah Two months, three months, a week from now, you're going to be done forgot all about this shit. Or you're going to just choose to focus on the negative. But if you really want to make a change, he laid out a whole blueprint for you. He really did in the music, in his life, in his walk. Because my thing is everything that he stood for came undone after he died. Like that, that to me says a lot. That it wasn't while he was alive that we knew him to be this huge philanthropist and starting all these programs. It was after he died. So you need to be comfortable with grinding without getting a whole lot of accolades. That doing it because you know this is for the betterment of the culture. This is for the betterment for my kids, kids, kids are going to eat off of this. So when you have that type of mindset, oh, yeah, you're going to keep the legacy alive. All right. Yeah, it's, it's going to live forever. Because if niggas are still talking about Tupac 20-something years later, mm-hmm. then for sure niggas still going to be talking about Nipsey, especially in L.A., if anywhere, because mm-hmm. he's got a whole corner named after him, mm-hmm. and his name is going to be here forever. He had one of the biggest funerals ever, if not just in the history of the state of California. So that's going to be talked about. And when people want to bring up shit like that, his name is going to come up. And every time his name come up, what he stood for is going to come up. They still talking about Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and his name is going to be put in the same vein with those True. because of the truths that he had come right after his death. Because we talk about the 1992 truths that was another 20-something plus years mm-hmm. ago. And the reason that that came about was this man's name. Yeah. So his name is going to be brought up with a whole lot of shit. When people was having these hip-hop discussions about who was the realest rapper and who was this and who was that, his name is going to pop up all the time, especially when it comes to West Coast hip-hop and all of that. So as far as his 33 years and everybody comparing him to Jesus, that might be a whole nother discussion that's going to get his name brought up because he did a whole lot in that 33. He walked amongst kings. He was betrayed. When they start bringing up a whole lot of that shit, his name is going to be here forever. His his face is on walls literally across the world. True. Not just California, not just on Crenshaw. I've seen it in Cleveland, Connecticut, London, New York. So his his legacy will live on. If if not just his mission, his name, for sure, for sure. All right. And I have to add that uh, 
nipples of Leo. Rest in peace, Leo King. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> today's winner, cat versus dog, is Young Dolomite. You Ooh. win. CP time. Because I was late. Yeah, That's exactly. it. If I had been on time, you already know that would have been consistent. one in the bag for your girl. It's still consistent. Man, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Cat vs. Dog. We appreciate all the love. Please continue to tell a friend. Post it on your page. Post it on your social media so we get our followers up. If you like what you hear, let us know. Um, and that's pretty much it for me on my end. Yeah, um, I'm your other co-host, Young Dolomite. <laughs> so not, not to be mentioned. With our super producer, who we forgot to intro. Oh, in we the did. Beginning. Shout out to Ben. I'm sorry, Ben. Oh, no, the that's super your fault. producer, Ben Ready. I'm always on the back burner. Nah, Ben, no, we I'm love Ben. He my co-host on my show, and he always get his props on my show. So we need to that's go trip right that. Man, That's to, what you're doing right now. I'm going to have to leave. Somebody got to come take this spot. <laughs> boy, these niggas ain't shit, boy. Singles, solo, no low, till I die. We'll be back next week. Next On time. At 3 o'clock. If I don't PM, get pulled over. 5 live Houston time. We will free see CJ. y'all later Sunday. Yeah, free CJ. She's free. CJ's free. CJ's CJ free. is free. God damn it. We out. And we out. Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall weather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.